Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. We're going to talk today about hiring. And I specifically want to talk about what we call fit, finding ideal talent, hiring the right fit. Notice I use the term right fit, not good fit, not best fit. There's a reason for that. Every hiring opportunity will either move your organization forward and enhance trajectory, or it will move your organization backwards and and it will reduce the trajectory of your organization. There really isn't any staying in the middle. So the hiring process is critically important to building a healthy organization. And where we start with that, I have been doing this more than 30 years uh, as far as consulting, coaching, uh, specifically building a hiring process. And I want to share with you today some of the learnings over those 30 years of, of developing what has become a highly successful and effective hiring process. The first thing is know your target, know what you're shooting for. That sounds like a no-brainer, but in our world today, it's amazing how many organizations still hire by the seat of their pants, just by the way they feel about somebody. And sometimes those work out. And the problem is it's kind of like your golf swing. When, when you're not sure exactly how to hit the ball the same and hit it well every time, and every once in a while you hit a really good shot, and you just try to duplicate that, and then it doesn't work the next time, sometimes getting it right once isn't very helpful to getting it right consistently. And that's what we're going to focus on today. How do we get it right consistently? About two years ago, I walked into a client's place of business that I had done quite a bit of work for over the years, and they had a concern about salespeople. Are we hiring the right salespeople? Are we training them correctly? Uh, what, What do we need to do to enhance our sales? And I just asked some very simple questions. The first one being, are you getting the results that you want? And the answer was no. I said, well, um, have you given the salespeople the training they need to be effective in their roles? Well, yeah, we think we have. Okay, what is your management process? What is the data that you're using to measure sales outcomes by? Are you measuring just lag indicators or are you measuring lead indicators as well? Yeah, well, we think we're doing all the right things. I said, I kind of laughed and said, then you probably have a hiring problem. If you are doing the right things, measuring the right things, focused on the right things, managing to what's important, then not getting the results you want, then it probably is a people issue. And so we got into our hiring process and talked about where do you start? And you really start by understanding what the right fit looks like. What does an ideal candidate bring to the table with them? 
So we introduced a process called a selection criteria. Nothing fancy about that, except that over the 30 years we've been doing this, we have a very specific way of identifying the key elements that the ideal candidate will bring to the table when they're in an interview process. And those include everything from education to experience to management to leadership to successes to accomplishments and outcomes that they've achieved. So we look very closely at all of those things. What industries have they been in? Then what we do is we take this target and we really refine it. We decide what are, on a scale of one to 10, what are the most important things versus lesser important things? And once we've identified that for every single line item in our selection criteria, we can go back and say, okay, of these tens, these things that you say are critically important, which two or three of these are absolute non-negotiables? Now, here's a key to a non-negotiable. It has to be objective and measurable in a resume or in an interview. You can't just say, we want somebody good, because that's where we started in the selection criteria with them. We want good salespeople. I said, that's awesome. Can you define that for me? Well, they need to be able to meet the sales goals. And how will they do that? Well, they just need to be really good at what they do. I said, okay, I think we're going in circles here. That's where we got down to breaking down what good really looks like. And we were able to identify those things. Once you have that target in place, once you understand what it is you're looking for, there are a couple of very important things that come out of this selection criteria development process. Number one, you set the right target. But number two, and just as important, you gain consensus among decision makers as to what we're looking for. So that down the road, people don't fall in love with a specific candidate and decide, oh, it's that one. No, I like this one better. But how does that measure up to our selection criteria or our target? And that Setting the target in the first place is the first step to finding ideal talent. So let me continue with the story. As we worked through the the selection criteria, they were ready to go. Let's go. Let's go interview some candidates. And I, of course, asked them, in such a practical way, where are you going to look for them? Well, I don't know. Well, you kind of need to know what pond you're fishing in. Otherwise, you know, you you may not be catching the right kind of fish. And got into a good conversation with them about sourcing of candidates. Where do those people work and live right now? Where can we reach out to them? Uh, where are they most likely to be? And once you have your target in place, you're in a great position to do that. Another thing that you can do is you can write a very different kind of job posting. And we do that for our clients. We write a very different kind of job posting. Uh, we take the selection criteria, especially the most important elements in that, 
and we write a an invitation really that says if you're a salesperson that has x number of years experience in this kind of sales that has a desire to be on the road to be talking to new people on a regular basis to manage critical uh, clients and customers this may be the ideal opportunity for you and then we have to remember the candidate is going to be asking themselves what's in this for me so the next part of that job posting or what we call job opportunity invitation is if you would like to work for a company that has this kind of culture these kinds of values really supports their people and develops their people invests in their people's future has a great benefits package and list out those things that are what's in it for the candidate that's where we get excellent responses now you're probably thinking well I'm gonna get a zillion resumes well I hope so and then I know the second thing because hiring is a full-time job in itself on top of other responsibilities how in the world are we going to manage that process well the process that we have built think of it as a big funnel that allows you to put all of the candidates in the top of the funnel and the best candidates will be screened in we call it screening in not screening out we have a very defined target that we're looking for once that happens, once we have a very clear picture of what that ideal candidate profile looks like, we can then put as many candidates we want in the top end and we'll use that selection criteria and compare it to a resume and we can go through dozens and dozens and dozens of resume uh, in very short order to really identify what we're looking for. That's why it's so important you keep those selection criteria objective and measurable, especially something you could see in an application or in a resume. So what's the next step? Uh, we talk to them about sourcing and where do we source and how do we do that? And they ask us to help them with these searches. So we have done that. Well, the next step in that is once you've got candidates that look good, let's apply kind of a front end level of screening assessments. And that is an assessment package that is customized for that role in that company. We specifically look at how do they process information. Uh, we look at personality. We look at leadership skills. They ask me, why do you look at leadership skills for a salesperson? And I said, well, that's kind of an ultimate leadership role, isn't it? You're leading a potential buyer to an outcome that you would like to see happen, both for them and for you. And I think that was eye-opening for them to understand that. So we put them through that first level of screening assessments that gives us a lot of data. And the data is the same information that you would learn about somebody if you worked with them for a year or two. You just get to know it up front before you make the hire. Once that's done, we like to have those, those chemistry interviews in place as well. So those can be done in tandem. The, the chemistry interview can be done before the screening assessments or after. It just depends on the, 
the way that you would like to approach that. The chemistry interviews are important. They are how well do they communicate. Now, this is a phone interview. How well do they communicate? How well do they connect and influence and build trust on the phone? That's critical for salespeople, so we want to see that in play. Then when we compare all of that information and data, good validated assessment data, good uh, questions in a short 20 to 30 minute phone interview, we'll have a pretty good idea of which candidates are the right fit at that point. And then we like to encourage multiple face-to-face interviews. Why multiple? Because too many organizations, and frankly, too many people make major decisions without spending a lot of time with either an individual or, or researching you know, the thing that they're getting ready to buy. Candidates, as I've said, will have a huge impact on your organization. And we've all seen it. A good hire really moves your organization forward. A bad hire impacts everybody around that person and really drags the organization down. So there's a direct bottom line impact for for both good hires and, and bad hires. And we've all been there. There's, there's no perfect people. There's no perfect hire. Uh, we don't have a hundred percent success rate in hiring, but we get close. Um, so once that's done, we have a deeper level of assessment that can be applied that measures more cognitive processing speeds, not IQ. That is not really truly predictive of success. But we do look at the way people process information, how quickly they process different types of information, different different thinking processes, abstract thinking, logical reasoning, numerical reasoning. Then we also create custom competency models for a given role in a given organization, and we measure to that. Now, this is a lot of information, uh, especially on some of the assessments, but I think it's important to understand Assessments used correctly can be a huge advantage. I believe it's currently 80% of the top companies in the world, the top organizations in the world, use assessments of some kind in their hiring process. Um, Their assessments are accessible. If you use a certified assessment professional like us, we can explain those things to you and how behavior will manifest in a given role, how someone will probably show up, uh, and and the way that they'll approach what they do. That is a huge advantage when making a decision between three or four top candidates. That may be one of the prime differentiators between top candidates. So once we get to that point, and we have all of this good data and these good interviews that have happened, and and we do a lot of coaching around behavioral questioning and how to ask good questions, uh, or we do that for our clients, then you can get to the decision point. So now we look at the outcomes. 
the solutions that we're a, we were able to create for our client. And this has happened in many, many, many clients over the years. I probably worked with easily a hundred different clients specifically on this search process over the years. And what we find is that by setting a good target, really understanding what we're looking for, knowing where to go to find those candidates, and then working the process, letting the process work for us, maybe the better way to say that, that keeps us objective. It allows us to measure the important things. It allows us to make our very best decisions. And all of that, I think, is critically important if you want to build a healthy organization. Because if you bring in candidates who are status quo or less, they don't really move the organization forward. They don't bring new thoughts, new skill sets, new bandwidth. Then you're really doing your organization a disservice. There's a lot of good talent out there. And building an employer brand is another thing that we work with our clients on. Why should they come work for you when they could work for somebody else? And it's not always about money. As a matter of fact, with the generations that we're, that we're seeing in the workplace today, the millennials and others, money is lesser important than culture and values and a shared purpose that people can engage with, something greater than themselves, being a part of something, belonging to something bigger. Those are all critical elements to remember in the hiring process. So the goals for hiring for a healthy organization are really, they're simple at face value. Is this hire going to move our organization forward? Is it going to increase or enhance our trajectory? Is it going to bring us new skill sets, new ideas, new bandwidth that we didn't have or not? And if you just keep it at that level, I think that's a really good filter as you talk to new candidates, as you think about where you want to take your organization. And frankly, every person in your organization represents your organization to somebody else, even if it's, even if it's their, own, their own family, but it's probably also going to have an impact on customers. So hiring for the right fit is critically important. And the success that comes out of that builds, it's cumulative. If we make a good hire here, and then we make another good hire over here, those outcomes start to build several different uh, success factors. You get a synergy, you get better alignment to culture and values, you get enhanced productivity, you get enhanced levels of engagement. I saw a study recently that said a bad hire impacts about 75% of an organization. That's, that's an incredible number if you think about it. So here's where I'd like to lead this today. As you think about hiring to help build a healthy organization, don't settle. 
don't settle for filling a position with a body. Don't settle for something less than the right fit. And understand that that is attainable with the process, with the approach that we're talking about. You can create a well-defined and well-designed hiring process that will protect the health of your organization while enhancing it. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I hope you'll join us for our next podcast and also check out our YouTube channel. And for more detailed information, feel free to visit our website, gscfit.com.